Hello, this is Father Louis Skirty, Friends of the Word, and I'm here with a, well, a former student. He was actually the coach at William Patterson when I met him 30... 37 years 37 ago. years ago. And the history of his area of interests, his blogging, his sites, his name is Bob Moore, but he's called Coach Bob. Coach Mark. Coach Mark, Coach Bob. Okay. He's the coach. So you know me, I don't have anything to do with sports and things like that. So he's my closest link to sports. He was telling me about his daughters and what they're interested in. I don't know what they are. You know, I know lacrosse is a game. I know ping pong's a game, but I don't know watch them, but that's all right. So you have a nemesis. You have a completely opposite personality here. But his area of interest is special. Tell me why you're here, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you. And, um, to just talk about the Coach Mar persona, where I'm at, where the calling has taken me. Um, you know, I started it based on a, a gift that I thought I was given and a calling to start to share my thoughts, my faith through the background I had coaching athletics, um, being a team builder in, in business, mm, and, mm. in the community, and kind of how it all tied together, which has led to, I published a book, I have an ongoing blog, and the latest calling is to start speaking more, to get in front of people. And and I like to think of it as take my message to where people are. Um, the blog, the book, you got to purchase it. You got to log onto the blog. You have to kind of come there to see the message where oh, you go there. I feel as if with the speaking, I'm being called to uh, to go out and see people where they are, meet people where they are. Excellent. You know, And they Excellent. talk about that. You, know, you meet the marginalized, you meet people where they are and, and take the faith to them. Excellent. And you you incorporate your Catholic faith yes. into everything? Yes. I'm going to ask him questions as if I don't know him, just so you appreciate that. Because I want the questions to represent what you'd ask him. Go ahead. So, I have the ability to do all these talks where faith isn't front and center or intertwined with it, but hopefully subtly my faith comes through in those conversations. Mm -hmm. But I've come to realize that the faith element is there. It's intertwined. Um, yeah, I, I look at Thomas Aquinas who talked about meeting people where they are and putting faith into their world. And it's along those lines that I'm trying to bring my message and say, well, you might be familiar with this sports event or there might be this business saying, here's how that, when you look at it holistically, scripture can fit into it. Mm -hmm. um, it can directly relate to it, or it can supplement or, um, the thoughts and the processes behind it. Mm, so. Interesting. Okay, we're going to talk more. Uh, what I want to just share a little personal stuff. Um, to tell the audience where we met. So, 37 years ago, summer, William Patterson College. I do remember uh, Father Lou in a um, Volvo talking to us through the sunroof. I was going to be a assistant coach at the time. I was with the head football coach, John Cray, who knew Father Lou. Yeah, nice guy. And having, we were having a conversation. Um, I wasn't introduced during the conversation. I remember that because when Father Lou pulled away, I said, who was that? <laughs> who was that nice man? <laughs> and he said, that's um, Father Lou Scurdy. He runs the Catholic ministry here on campus. And um, so it was from there that we connected. Uh, I went to daily mass. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who was now my wife, and I would come to the Sunday night uh, services you had 
with the couches and the college yeah, students. Yeah. You know, I was f- four or five years out of college, so I still felt as if I was at that age. Yeah, sure. and, and really felt welcomed, and it was a it was a great place to continue to build my faith at mm. that age mm. in that environment. So, and your faith growing up, what was the background? How how it's were you that raised? Typical cradle Catholic. Okay. Um, and I always say that I did what a Catholic was supposed to do. Um, I did it well, but I went to church. Um, I would often go to church by myself if that was needed. I went to church with friends. I did I did the sacraments, confession, probably once a year. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was a good Catholic, um, but really not thinking about faith, not digging into scripture, not going much beyond the mass and the sacraments. Um, and that started changing, you know, started changing in college when you went to what college, Lafayette college, Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, Vicki, who's now my wife and I uh, started seeing each other our senior year. She was raised Catholic. We started going to mass together on campus, and then we also found a Catholic church in uh, downtown Easton and went. We actually once showed up. It was a Spanish mass, but oh. we stayed and, <laughs> okay. uh, and enjoyed that. <laughs> but the, the Catholic faith has always been there, but I'm amazed at how it's grown the more I start to just embrace it and look and go deeper. And uh, with... Some inspiration you gave, and you kind of corrected me. I, I we tell the story of uh, you know at my wedding, Father Lou married Vicky and I. Um, he starts off his sermon by saying that uh, when he met me, I had a chip on my shoulder the size of the piano, which is you know, not what I, everybody in the audience of my families and friends and Father Lou is my wedding. And you're, Where'd you get this priest? You're, you're taking shots at me here, um, and I can't defend myself. But uh, it was. A great, you know, they say God puts certain people in your lives where and when he feels it's needed. And you coming into my life at that point was fantastic. And it helped to grow my faith. And I got involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in in Carroll County, building off of being involved in it in college Mm. um, in support of my kids. I was a football coach at the high school. So from there, started getting a little bit more exposed to scripture and, and reading and... You, you um, studied scripture with the students or the yes. people you were coaching? Yes, with students. So public high school... a Christian group. Good. Public high school would allow the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to meet before or after school. Okay. This Great. was 6.15 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. Uh, high school kids were getting up and coming. And I walked in with my middle daughter, Beth. Uh, she was a sophomore at the time. And two guys running the program with high school football players on the team. And they said, Coach Moore, we've been wanting an adult to walk through that door. You're an answer to our prayers. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Which led to, I, I'm still actively involved in the FCA. Um, I mean, I went from being somebody that showed up and helped what they call huddles. Um, we ran chapel on Friday night before the football games. Mm. Um, to being on the board and eventually being chair of the board uh, in Maryland. So. It's been a it's been a great path. Wonderful, and and um, born and raised where Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and you moved to Maryland when, a marriage, so ninety. So okay. moved to New Jersey after college because you graduate from Pittsburgh and graduate from college to go back to Pittsburgh in the early eighties. Unemployment was. 15, 18, almost 20% in certain areas. I needed a job, so I might as well look where I I had a girlfriend, which was New Jersey. That brought me to New Jersey. Was here five years till I convinced her. 
there was a better world outside of New Jersey. <laughs> no offense to all the Jersey listeners, but I was a Pittsburgh Western PA guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we <laughs> had that Maryland out there. <laughs> We've been there. We're 32 years in Maryland. And that's so. wonderful. And another little personal thing, I, I told Lisa before Mass. Some of you know, about 10 years ago, my cousin had an accident and my dog was in the car with him. That was Noel. And um, she ran out of the car. He was seriously hurt. The car was demolished. Um, and for a year and a half, we searched that area, White Marsh, Maryland. Students from William Patterson came, campus ministry, friends, family, and Bob and his family showed up more than once to scour the area. And this is unbelievable. This is a huge area. And for a year and a half, we did that. And she eventually came home. So that's that's the happy part of the story. But Bob was there. So that was 10 years ago. Okay, But we've been in touch since. We've then. been in touch. Um, I think it's important when there's people in your life that you connect with that you maintain those connections yeah 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 okay so um right now i want to emphasize what you're doing the last thing you talked about is giving talks but before that give me some of the background about the blogs the book the the note how many notebooks do you have of sayings well i've got you know 70 pages in it of just quotes and probably another 25 pages of thoughts and ideas and and that's so, uh, for me, that's very, that's very important because um, I did that through my high school and into college. I kept those little black, what do you call those binders, marble covered mm-hmm. books. And whenever I would come across a quote in, in literature or anything, I'd write it out, you know, give attribution. Um, I never knew how I was going to use it. But through the years, you, you sort of become part of it and they become part of you. How has it worked for you to keep all these quotes? I encourage you to do that, by the way. I encourage you to keep a notebook for yourself. And, well, what's interesting is I just attended um, the Bible in a Year retreat that, um, oh, that they yeah, had this Mike. past weekend with Father Mike Schmitz and Jeff Cavins. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, great. They talk about it. Love him. Well, he doesn't know me, but we, we've communicated. He's wonderful. Fantastic. I, see, he's a campus ministry personality, so that's it. So I actually discovered him probably seven, eight years ago, before the Bible in a Year phenomenon, oh, okay. through campus ministry. Of I course. stumbled on his okay. podcast at University of Minnesota, uh, University of Minnesota Duluth. Right, and right, right. Being a football coach, being somebody getting up there in age and wanting to always be relevant to young adults, listening to a campus minister give sermons yes. was powerful and it would keeps you keeps you fresh with yeah, your ideas and yeah. you keep learning things. So but during this retreat they talked about an insight journal and having an insight journal and always putting writing stuff down. I have done that through jotting notes down, but then always putting it in a Word document on a computer. Yes. Okay. Um I, I carry your iPhone with you. Something comes up, I use the notes. Or I'll take a picture. As a matter, I was reading a book coming in, and there was a great quote in there. So I took a picture. It's a lot easier on the, the train to do that. Oh, the, yeah. With, with the right iPhone. stuff. And what I'll do is then I'll type that out and add it to my Word documents, which is nice because they're searchable. So if mm. I, I just did a blog on Grace Over Guilt. That'll come out tomorrow. And I can now, go in. Uh, it'll come out tomorrow, but you're not going to see this like right. tomorrow. So... I'll give you his website, his blog site, and all that, so you'll be able to go into Bob's history and, and all of his contributions. So every week to 10 days, I put a blog out oh, there. Oh, okay. Um, but what I'll do is I will search for the word grace, 
through all my thoughts and insights. Oh, okay. I'll search for and Lord these are your, quotes. from your pages? That you from my pages, but I'll also do it through the quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll search Good. for the word guilt. And I'll see quotes that come out that I may want to put in the blog. Mm-hmm. I'll see thoughts that I may have gathered three years ago on grace or something and be able to pull all that together um, and supplement yeah you never know what you hear today that that might strike a chord i've got 175 blogs some of them are from a simple line um, oh really inspiration inspiration which could come sitting in the pew at mass yeah oh okay it could come um so grace over guilt was on a zoom call with a woman that I work with, and she had a coffee mug that said "Grace Over Guilt." It's her Pilates inspiration. class motto. Wow! That was my inspiration. Um, there was a say I was in a business meeting, and I was trying to sell a product. This was probably five years ago, and the client didn't had no interest because we were something new, something different. And his line that he used was, "Nobody ever got fired for buying Cisco," which is a popular. They also say nobody ever got fired for buying IBM. Stay, stay the course. Do what you're supposed to do. Nobody ever gets fired for that. But it doesn't allow room for growth right. and chance. Right. I wrote an entire blog that's titled Nobody Ever Got Fired for Buying Cisco. And it's about fear, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Mm. And how and I'll work that you know the, the devil is the king of what's called FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And um, and I worked in my daughter, oldest daughter at the time was working in the juvenile correctional system, working with at-risk uh, young adults mm. and trying to get them through um, their processes and get back into society. But in her world, no judge ever got fired for sending um, a troubled African-American youth in a major urban city to prison. You know, it's the easy, it's the safe, mm. it's the, if I do this, I'm not putting myself exposed. Right. And this concept of business trying to sell something with what she was going through in her world, um, with the faith tied in it, became a thousand word blog. That's wonderful. Kind of how my I, mind works. I, I just printed um, some of the blogs. I mean, I, I just printed just to get a summary. Just to, you got to read the one on Groundhog Day. That's, I mean, all of them you got to read. Uh, connections and the welcome. So they're interesting and they're great meditations. And this is important for the audience to know because they already know what blogs are, I guess. <laughs> so meditations, yeah. They can add insight, they can open your mind, um, they can educate you. I try to put things in context. So you mentioned the Groundhog Day. I love telling people, you know, Groundhog Day comes out of the Bible. It comes yes. out of scripture. And, and stop right there. You're gonna have to go online to hear how that happened or tune into our next section, okay? We'll be back. Thank you, so far so good. Uh, this is Father Lewis Gerdy with Bob Marr, Coach Marr. And we'll be back talking about his experiences and his contributions to students of life. God bless you. Let me hear from you. Father Lou Skirty at Hotmail.com. God bless you.